Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and a guy who has had to deal with it. Probably uh, never could have anticipated this, or maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, Dr. Brad Teague from Central Arkansas. What's up, Doc? Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm good. Did you ever anticipate when you were uh, preparing to become an athletic administrator that you would ever have to deal with something like this? No, and I, I'm still not sure what's going on. It is surreal. Yeah. So, you know, spring sports obviously have been impacted and canceled, I guess. And this is not just UCA. This is league-wide and, I guess, really nationwide for the most part at this point, correct? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen that. Well, the SEC said April 15th, but the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are the two Power Five conferences I know have canceled their spring sports, as well as, you know, 16 or 17 other conferences of the 31 total Division One conferences. So I just assume everybody's going to follow suit this week. Uh, you know, it's we've got a national emergency, a worldwide pandemic. I'm not sure how we, we can think that we need to play games. So what was the conversation like? I mean, how did you begin the process? And maybe some of it was begun, I guess, by the league. I know the the focal point, of course, was the conference basketball tournament going on for most of us. But uh, how did that conversation start amongst you and your other administrators? You know, it changed every day last week. So on Tuesday, we're in our cabinet meeting on campus. And the discussion was, well, by next week, we're going to decide if we're going to let the students come back after spring break to when on Wednesday, you know, we are having a conference call about our basketball tournament, which did start Wednesday. We played two games on Wednesday night Mm -hmm. and then decided, well, we can go without fans the next day. And then the next morning decided, no, we're just going to cancel it all together. And then that was Thursday morning. And then on Friday, we canceled the spring sports. So, I mean, it, it just escalated so quickly when we, you know, really didn't anticipate that. We're hoping that, well, this will maybe run through in a couple of weeks and we can start sports back, but it, that's just not the case. I mean, as more data comes in, this this is going to be here for longer than we would hope. What are you telling your student-athletes to do for now? Well, so we have, in Arkansas, of course, we have another week of school and then spring break, whereas in Texas they're all coming back from spring break, and then I think Louisiana's in spring break right now. So those that, that's the differences of the three states. But for us, you know, we feel like – so on our campus, we have 4,000 residents on our campus who are students. And about, oh, 30%, maybe a fourth to 30% decided to stay. And so we feel like our campus is a pretty good place to be right now uh, with that, with those limited numbers because we have food service, we have housing, we have medical services. And then for our student athletes, we've got support services so you can do your athletic training and rehab. We've got academic support. Their laboratories are open, tutorial. So we feel like it's a good spot for, for our folks to be with structure. However, we don't have any practices going on. But nonetheless, we, we can have some structure for our teams. But if a parent calls and wants their son or daughter home, that's certainly their, their call. I mean, that, that takes precedent over everything. Are there any additional – I was curious, and again, it's not the most important thing. Public health is the most important thing, and certainly the, the health of your, your students is what you're more concerned about. But I'm just curious budgetary-wise, there are so many considerations here. Um, you know, And again, there are some gains in not paying for travel, things of that nature, but then there are also some other things I'm sure that uh, will cost you guys money that you had anticipated. I mean, there's a lot i got to think, Dr. Tig, to consider 
from a budget standpoint with all this going on? You know, it's it's almost right now, Justin, we haven't even considered anything, any budgetary constraints because we just want to act. We want to make sure we're doing the right things quickly and worry about, you know, the costs later. So for now, we just need to take care of our students and our student athletes. You know, I've certainly thought about, well, we're saving money by not traveling, so we should be okay, but I haven't, I haven't done the math on it. Do you have any student athletes that don't have an option that maybe, you know, from another country, that don't have options to be off campus? And, and if so, what kind of considerations are made for them? What's their plan? Yeah, we do. We do. We have, we have student athletes that live too far away, can't get home, or we have student athletes that this is just a better situation for them right now to be with us and, and to, to have all the services that this campus provides. And, and they're being supported. I mean, they have their residence hall is open mm. or their apartment is open. They're certainly still there. Um, we, we're checking on them, you know, by, by the hour just to make sure everything's good. And, and we're going to continue to ensure that we support all of our students on this campus. And student athletes certainly are a great subset of that. You know, another thing that's had to be canceled on most campuses is spring football. And I don't know if anybody's really talked a lot about the impact that it's not a obviously a a competitive season, but it's a, a meaningful, you know, portion of the football schedule. Um, has there been any talk about trying to do something, you know, for those folks once we get back to some sense of normalcy? Well, yeah, yeah. And when is that? I don't know. Normalcy <laughs> coming, you know. That's that's what. So Hopefully unknown. by yeah, fall. We, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I hope so. We 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 have canceled our spring game, and as you know, in Division One, you get fifteen practices during the spring for a football program, and uh, you know, Arkansas State started theirs earlier so they got most of their 15 in i don't remember the number but it seemed like it was like 13 or so we've gotten eight of our 15 in so far and um you know that the plan was to do about half before spring break and half after and obviously now we, we, we don't have the after to come but you know Justin, if for some reason we were able to to have a normalcy before the end of april then, yeah, we could try to do something with football. But I, I just don't see that happening, especially with the cancellation of all of our, our spring sports. I just I think we will not see any more spring football uh, this year. Can your student-athletes use the facilities? Can they work out? Can they train? No, no, we're not. they're not using our facilities currently. We put a uh, two-week moratorium on practices and, and strength training and the use of facilities now. We have also canceled any voluntary practices, so we can't sanction anything at all right now that would bring groups together. And, of course, you've seen the CDC guidance of, of no more than 50 getting together, and then there's several states saying no more than 25, and I think every day that number you know reduces. So you know, tomorrow it may be no more than 10 together. We'll just have to see how that is. So we're just trying to, to use common sense and have good and appropriate social distancing uh, for, for our student-athletes as well. There's been talk about adding a an additional year of eligibility for those impacted by the spring um, cancellation. Are you in favor? Would you be in favor? How many athletes are we talking about here, and what would be the impact, I guess, overall for your for your program if that was something that came to pass? Sure. So the the NCAA did send communication late last week that that is going to happen. The spring okay. sports will will all get a waiver for their uh, year of competition. Um, but yeah, that's complicating. So just imagine, uh, let's say in baseball, which is a, a hybrid type financial aid situation already. You know, you can only put 27 on scholarship, and anybody that receives of those 27 has to be at least a fourth of aid. 
so they're already in a unique position, and it can't add up to more than 11.7 in total, 11.7 scholarships equivalencies in total. So, you know, let, let's say, I don't know our numbers exactly, but let's say we had, um, we do have a big senior class this year. So we, we were we were losing eight seniors this year. Well, now they're all coming back, and we've signed at least eight new incoming uh, student athletes to be on the roster and so they will be coming you know they've signed their scholarship their national letter of intent they will be coming in the fall so now we have an overloaded roster and that's something the ncaa has not given us guidance yet they say they're going to work on it and figure out financial aid and roster implications but more than that i mean just just the internal dynamics of what's going on so here we have maybe a sophomore center fielder that is behind that senior who he was looking forward to him leaving because the next year he was going to be the starter. Well, now that may not be the case. Hmm. Or you have all these incoming freshmen or JUCO transfers who were coming here because they knew their position was being vacated, which which now it's not. And that's going to send ripple effects for a couple of years, you know, through the ranks because now we do do we not need to recruit the juniors, you know, for 2022 fall because now we have an overloaded roster and that's going to impact those those uh, young men and women who are in high school now. I mean, it's it's complicating for sure. Yeah, we've been, you know, we talk usually from an SEC perspective when we're talking about budgets, it seems like, but I'm curious, too, about your perspective on baseball in general. And I know you're a baseball guy, having played it in college, and, I mean, I know you're an everything guy now as an athletic director, but um, <laughs> would you be in favor? We, we kind of feel like, you know, adding a, a third coach, um, you know, maybe expanding on the scholarship limit for baseball. It seems like it's come to that point. It's time for that. Uh, this is sort of ancillary to what we're talking about here specifically, but uh, maybe this will be an impetus for something like that where we have a little more common sense in that regard. Is that something that would be a positive for uh, like a Southland Conference, you know, team like a mid-major level program, or is that something that would be a budgetary constraint that would be difficult to cover? Well, I, th- I think it'd be positive. I mean, we certainly would have challenges within our our budgets to make it happen, but we'd figure it out, you know, because yeah. we think it's important for sure. Um, you know, the equivalency situation, 11.7 for 35 people on a roster, only 27 of whom can receive that 11.7. That's just odd. You know, it's just it's just strange that baseball has the lowest amount of scholarships per student athlete on a roster. And, yeah, I'm, I've been a proponent of increasing that for years. You know, Ron Polk was the biggest proponent, the former Mississippi State head baseball coach. And it, it just has never passed. And maybe, you're right, maybe this is an opportunity to use some common sense and extend those limits, but there are also other spring sports that mm-hmm. that will have plenty of issues as well. But this may be the impetus, as you said, for getting something done in baseball. When we talk about getting a, a year of eligibility for those seniors, does it, does it apply to the the freshmen, the sophomores that lost a season, the juniors? Do they? Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Everybody, everybody gets their year of competition back. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever played in 11 games this year as a freshman will be a freshman again next year wow. in eligibility. Yeah. So, so it's really Groundhog for Day. For sure. Yeah, for that sophomore well, that was sitting well, behind the senior, it's like you get to yeah. do that all over again, but you don't really lose that's anything. Right. You don't get anything. That, that's a good point. Just just it's delayed. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, we've got a sixth-year senior this year. I guess next year will be a seventh-year <laughs> senior. So <laughs> that's – that's interesting. We had a seventh-year senior, too. His name is John Neighbors. He now works in uh, the one-to-four slot, Dr. Teague, but it wasn't because of athletic <laughs> issues that uh, okay. kept him in school. He just he didn't, he didn't make Good up the class a whole lot. Hey, you know what? If, oh, yeah. if, your parents, if my parents would have kicked in for seven years, I would have stayed in, too. And as it was pointed out in Tommy Boy, lots of people go to school for seven years. They're called doctors, but that's another day. 
you know. But I had a good buddy that said, I said, when, when were you in college? And he said, the Reagan years. So it took him eight. <laughs> so that was, that was good. What are your coaches doing right now? Well, we have a meeting with our doctors uh, this afternoon to discuss what should we be doing in terms of health and safety, but then also what, what do we need to be telling our student-athletes right now and, and how can we support them. So that, that's really what I want to make sure we are doing is that we're all on the same page, that all 18 of our teams in sports are receiving the same information from their coaches and that we're supporting them in a very consistent manner. So we're going to be discussing that today a lot, Wes, so, um, you know, to be determined. Should be. Uh, I want to take this opportunity too to wish a happy birthday to uh, Coach Kewen of your softball team. That's was right. Not That's having right. the kind of year he was expecting right now, but uh, want to wish him well, and I hope he has a nice birthday gathering of fifty people or less today. So will, uh, he needs to. That's right. Yes, I won't tell you his age, but that, you know his his team is really good, and they've started they started the year fantastically. Lost by one run to three Power Five teams, and out hit them all. Hmm. So. Uh, he had a good team, and, and hopefully they'll they'll want to come back and, and be a part of another great team next year. Yeah. Was there ever serious discussion? Because, I, I mean, we heard rumblings about it, and it sounds like it's been shot down for the most part. Um, serious discussions about trying to do a shortened season that would end maybe with a conference championship uh, tournament or something of that nature? In the spring sport? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was probably the discussion on Wednesday for sure. And then even Thursday – uh, having a shortened season, and then Friday it was just canceled altogether. And, it, you know, it, it was our discussion, but then when all of a sudden the Big 12 did it and we had a, a President Trump declared a national emergency, I mean, just so many pressing things that it was better to be overly cautious than not. Did you think the selection committee should have put out their, their bracket, went ahead and, and put it out? Well, you know, Part of that, Wes, the selection committee goes to New York on a Tuesday, and they're done the next Monday, basically, after Selection Sunday. And, you know, our commissioner's on the committee, so we, I was certainly communicating with him a lot through the week. And they were, they needed to send each committee member home, you know, get them out of New York, get them away from any issues. So there just wasn't an opportunity to, to do a bracket. They, they didn't even get to that point. They all came home early Friday morning, and we had – we were going to have a conference call Friday morning at 8, but our commissioner was on a plane, so we had it at 1, and that's when we decided you know, we needed to follow suit and cancel spring sports uh, for this year. So it, they just the committee wouldn't have had an opportunity. It just logistically didn't work. Can I ask you one of the things? It would, would yeah, have been fine. Yeah, it would have yeah, been. Yeah, it would have been fine. And, you know, there's been a lot, of, a lot of neat things to talk about. They, they even talked about a 16-team bracket getting that done in a weekend, but it, it, just, it just didn't work out. We will have an asterisk on 2020. But what happens to these games if we don't finish the season? Are they just this season was 7, 10, 12, 20 games long, and that's that? I mean, you got a kid in Gavin Stone that had a no-hitter this year. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want all these records and everything wiped out from this season. Yeah, and no, there's no guidance on that yet. My, my anticipation is that the games will count in the statistics, but there really won't be you know, individual statistics, but there really won't be any team records for the hmm. year. That's interesting. Wow. I have uh, one more before we let you go. It's uh, kind of not, well, it's related to you, but not with the uh, coronavirus. I haven't spoken with you since Anthony Boone got the job. When was yeah. it? When was it you said, he's my guy? When did you know? You know, I was I was very impressed the first few times I saw him coach in person. And I just thought, you know, he definitely could be our guy. And I don't want to quit call it, but I want to watch and see and observe and 
see the reactions from our, our fans and our student athletes throughout the spring. And so I did get a, a good, he had a two month interview, didn't he? So <laughs> we, uh, he never disappointed. He, he is a gentle giant. And when he gets between the lines, he is getting after it and he is working hard and he made some great calls coming out of timeouts. You know, he worked the officials. He had our team motivated. So uh, yeah, I, I was just so pleased that he was doing that because it made it real comfortable for me to make him our permanent coach. Congratulations on the move. Thank you. We're excited. I'm excited, and uh, we appreciate the time. I hope this all gets uh, settled out quickly, but certainly this will be a year to remember, and not necessarily in a good way, but a lot of work to be done, so we'll let you get to it, Doc. We appreciate the time. Well, it sounds like y'all going to need to be filling a lot of time, so I'm available. Just call whenever. All right. That's cool. We will definitely do it. There will be a lot of updates we'll want to get along the way, for sure. So there's a lot of moving parts here, very fluid situation. So, All right. Take sounds care, Doc. We appreciate time. it.